In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. So here we are well into the season of Lent. And we seem to judge our Lents based on how successful our resolutions have been. But maybe that's not the best way of judging that. If we look at the kinds of resolutions that we make, we could say there's, there's a few different kinds, but perhaps just for today's sake, let's go through a few of them. The first one, the first kind of resolution is the one that is simply counterproductive. An example of that is, well, this Lent you've decided to fast, but it has an unfortunate side effect of making you a very, a not very pleasant person to be around. So in that case, that would be counterproductive. Another kind of resolution is the one that is, well, it's, it's kind of attractive to you. It's easy, um, and as long as you find the time to do it, um, you persevere in doing that. And that would be an example as maybe praying a little bit more, uh, doing a little bit of extra spiritual reading or that sort of thing. As I say, as long as you have and you find the time to do it, you find that it's, it's easy enough to do. And the last kind of resolution is the resolution that you know is good for you, but you keep on failing with it. And I would say that that is a good sign of a resolution. If it is something that you keep failing with, it's a sign that it's probably something that is good to make a resolution about. And now that we're already a few days into Lent, perhaps it's a good, it's a good time to reflect and to think. These resolutions that we keep failing with, rather than trying to just push them aside and forget about them, maybe let's focus on them and look at them a little bit more deeply. Think of when and why does this temptation come and these these urges come? Why do we keep falling into the trap? And there's there's a paradox here, because if... If we can persevere with these resolutions and we can really address that issue, that problem, and we can hone in on that, this can become a real strong point in our spiritual lives. To give you, to give you an example to help you understand that, somebody who's perhaps had a, a sports injury or something like that, say that it's not too devastating, It's a weakness that they have in their body. And often what they do with that is, say it's an an injury in the arm or something like that, they hone in on that. They do special exercises for that. They learn all about how the arm works. And then if the person perseveres, the person that's had that injury, 
that can actually become a strong point in the person's, in the person's body. And that's why we often have this, these examples of the greatest sinners can often become the greatest saints. Not because they've ignored the fact that they're sinners and they have these weaknesses, but they've focused in on that. They've learned how to see the, these urges and these temptations to sit through it and to offer that to God. In fact, failure is so important in Lent that this idea of failure is reinforced during the the Stations of the Cross, this, this Lenten devotion that all of us should be doing. It's reinforced in the Stations of the Cross in multiple different ways. And the first striking one is the fifth station, where you have our Lord, and we we can imagine what the station was like. Our Lord can't move on. And the soldiers... They're just trying to do their job. They're trying to move him along. And they grab somebody from the crowd, this man called Simon, and he has to help our Lord finish his journey to Calvary. And the lesson there is is quite clear that, yes, there will be times where we fall and we have failures. And if, if, if... our Lord Jesus Christ himself needed help on his journey. How much more do we need that help of God? These times of failure are times for us to, to turn to God, to ask for that grace. If we don't ask for that grace, he won't necessarily give it. And the other lesson that we, we see by doing the Stations of the Cross is these times that our Lord falls. And there's an insistence on him falling because it happens three times, not just once. And in a sense, this is, this is proving our Lord's single purposeness to, to go and to die on the, on the cross. He's got to get pick himself up from, from that pick up that cross again and continue on. And each time is more of a test of, of his, the strength of his will. And each time he's proved. And one of the most important virtues that we need in our spiritual lives is this virtue of fortitude. Now, fortitude, we have many different ideas of it, but really, fortitude is this virtue by which we have the strength to overcome great obstacles to get to our goal. So we need it. We need this virtue to persevere throughout these difficulties that crop up all throughout our spiritual life. But in order to strengthen this virtue of fortitude, we need opportunities. 
St. Thomas talks about this, and this is just to, to paraphrase what St. Thomas talks about in, when he speaks about the virtue of fortitude. Fortitude is a virtue which meets danger as it comes. Often it comes suddenly and without warning. And we know this from experience, that we don't always know when temptation will, will come upon us, and it can come, up, come like that. But fortitude endures because it is seated in the soul as a habit, so it remains there as a habit, and, it, and it's, it's always ready for these, these times of danger. And therefore, it involves long forethought and preparation by which a man is made ready for sudden assaults. It involves long forethought and preparation by which man is made ready for sudden assaults. And these times of failure are these times for us of preparation. And times where we're meant to reflect, not just push that under the rug and move on and come up with a different resolution. So now that we're just a few days into Lent, let's use, a little, use this time to reflect a little bit, go back to our resolutions. And most of all, let's hone in on these good resolutions, these resolutions we know that are good for us, but that we keep failing with. And yes, maybe we need to do a little bit of fine-tuning with them. That's possible. But let's ask for this grace that we need to face up to them to persevere, and especially for this, this virtue of fortitude. And let's also be assured that it's not going, it's not something that we can do ourselves. It's not something that, it's not even really our work. Yes, we have to put the time and the effort into it, but that transformation is not going to be something that's due to us. That's only going to be done through the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. In him, and if we trust in him, as St. Paul says, I can do all things in him who strengthens me. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen.